Good day, humans. What's good work? Chris Funder here with Pretty as Alex for another edition of Wrestling All Style Weekly Wrestling Rap. Alex, how you are, mate? I'm doing good, mate. Thanks for having me on yet again on the. I guess this has become the flagship show because, yeah, this is the one I look forward to talking about for better or worse every week. Uh, how you doing, man? Yeah, really good. Uh, lots to talk to today, so should we just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So. NXT uh, results were a singles match where Mercedes Martinez defeated Dakota Kai with Raquel Gonzalez by DQ. A singles match where Zada Ramier defeated Tony Storm. Bronson Reed defeated Austin Fury, who had the way by ringside. Imperium members Fabia Ochner and Marcel Bartel, with Alexander Wolf in their corner, defeated. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, and in the main event, a six-man tag team match: Leguero del Fantasma, Walking Wild, Raúl Mendoza, and Santos Escobar defeat Kushida and MSK, Nash Carter and Wesley. Uh, your thoughts on NXT? Uh, it was a really solid in-ring show, but not very notable. Yeah, I'd agree too. Um. I have no idea what they're doing with Tony Storm. Yeah, I think the right... It's almost unpatriotic to say, but to put Zeta Ramier over Tony Storm, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, is a really good decision because Zeta is going to be something really special and you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Tony... Doing that with Tony, though, that's the questionable part. But for her to really get her career off off to a fly and start in NXT, she does need to beat someone of note. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Um, it's just when Tony started over NXT UK first, first or yeah. second... NXT UK Women's Champ. I can't remember if it was her or Rhea first. I think um, she was second. Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, she had all that momentum and then it just sort of disappeared. Yeah. Um, good to see Bronson uh, moving up, perhaps challenging Johnny soon for the North American title. Yeah. Um. Do you think in the coming weeks we'll see, uh, with the main event, a tag team championship match and a cruiserweight uh, title match coming out of it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely that's where they're going. Uh, yeah. one, one of the biggest things that happened on NXT this week, and it's been building up for a while, was the return of the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, uh, him and Cameron Grimes going at it about who can spend money the best. It's so funny. So good. Yeah, I hope it's not a, a one-off. I hope they do a bit more with him. Maybe even bring back, if they team together, bring back the Million Dollar Championship for a little while. Oh, man. Yeah, I want to have, like, because Cameron Grimes is kind of like the new age equivalent of the Million Dollar Man. Like, instead of walking around with a heap of money, he's got a heap of virtual, like, 
bitcoins and dogecoins and stuff that he talks about dogecoin yeah and he's got like stocks and he's got like nfts whatever the hell that craze is so what i want is a virtual like not physical million dollar championship for cameron grimes it's just like on a on a memory stick yeah, yeah, like the million-dollar memory stick or something. Loses it, loses all his dog coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so many funny things they could do with it, and honestly, yeah, Cameron Grimes is the biggest highlight of NXT lately. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I'd say thumbs up. The only thing is your men's division just, like the men's championship, uh, the equivalent of the world championship for NXT, it just still feels like it's going nowhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, uh, what about yourself? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways? Yeah, I'll give it a solid thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, suppose from there we can talk AEW Dynamite. Yeah, let's do it. Like the fuse. Fought in your eye. <laughs> ah, well. A singles match where Brian Cage defeated Hangman Adam Page. The AEW World Tag Team Championship Eliminator match where the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeated the Seidel brothers. Orange Cassidy with Trent defeated Penta Alzira Merdo with Alex Abrahamitis. In his corner. Sorry for my mispronunciation. <laughs> Chris Statlander with Orange Cassidy defeated Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian. A six-man tag team match of The Factory, Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, and QT Marshall with Anthony Agogo defeated The Nightmare Family, Billy Gunn, Dustin Rhodes, and Lee Johnson. And in the main event for the TNT Championship, Darby Allen with Sting defeated 10 with uh, Dark Order in his corner. Um, yeah, take it away, Alex. Yeah, all right. First up, um, I loved Brian Cage beating Hangman Page because it is not time to pull the trigger on Hangman Page's number one contender. Have him fall over a couple of speed bumps along the way, and this is a good place to start. Uh, do something with Hangman and Team Taz. There's a lot of awesome matchups you can have out of that. Uh, I, th- I thought, yeah, Brian Cage winning was really needed for Cage as well. Yeah, yeah. that it's He's needed it for a while, in my opinion, after he came in, won the big uh, battle role. Yeah. Hasn't really done much since other than been given the FTW championship. Um. Now, I liked the backstage segment with Rusev, uh, Miro. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we've seen his uh, fiancé on TV tonight, so I had that in my mind. Uh, yeah, him just beating the crap out of um, Kip Sabian. Yeah, so That good. was gold, and it shows that there is a serious side to him and that he wants to win, so hopefully... If they're not splitting them apart yet, he's going to get 
more serious slowly and they'll split apart, have a match, and then he can move up the card. Well, it's proof that AEW at least listens to their fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, no one's that keen on Kip Sabian. And finally, they're pulling the trigger, getting Miro away from him by looks of things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Factory versus Nightmare Family match was what it was. It's just setting up QT versus Cody at a later date. Uh, Cody, Cody looking huge when he showed up on top of that bus and put a figure four leg lock on top of a bus, which is where I've discussed before, higher elevated submission hold is infinitely more dangerous than normal in the ring submission hold. Yeah, imagine if they did it on top of the bus at Salt Lake City. <laughs> where they held the Winter Olympics in, oh, off the top of my head, oh two. Yeah, something like that. Early thousands. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. I don't have any interest really still in QT Marshall. I like his faction. It's just him as a leader <laughs> to me is not believable. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like... Uh, uh... It'd be like having the NWO in 1998, but the leader is Stevie Ray. With yeah. everyone else in the faction. Yeah, like, um, everyone else is really intriguing to me in the factory, except for QT Marshall. Although I will admit his promos have been pretty solid. Yeah, he is improving. Uh Last thing here before the main event and the parlay. I think I'm saying that right. Yep. Parlay vous français. Exactly. <laughs> um, the tag team match. Don't get me wrong, it was good, but it ended up just being every Young Bucks tag team match ever. Yeah. Uh... In the ring, double team, ref standing there looking, going, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> Yeah, I will say that Matt Jackson was very topical and did the Johnny Cage Mortal Kombat nut punch to one of the Seidel brothers, which I thought was very comical. Any uh, Mortal Kombat fans will appreciate that one. Um, very topical, too, since the movie just came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, when the guys want, they can have a good tag team match. It's just... I'd rather it be announced as like a um, a tornado tag match if you're just going to let everyone in the ring. And we see um, PWA in Sydney, they do the lucha rules where if someone falls to the outside, the next person on the apron to enter the ring, if it's more than two, is uh, the legal man. Yeah, yeah. That's something AEW really needs to tighten up on. Like, they just don't really care about rules anymore unless FTR's in the match yeah when FTR held the titles and that they were really um good with it in their tag matches like don't get me wrong it's a great tag team match but you can't have the ref like arguing with someone in one tag match about tags and uh rope breaks and interference and then in a tag match on the same night going what do you want me to do they're both in the ring at the same time hitting moves yeah yeah, you can't have heels if you don't have rules. Yeah. And you've got to really enforce those rules so the heels 
feel more heel-ish. The, I suppose, the main event. I love this main event. What about yourself? Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm ready for a, a Preston Vance 10 world title run. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I, the way they were talking up odds, Cody's um, record that Darby's going to uh, match tonight and match or break it. And they were saying, like, um, uh, they were showing all the clips of, like, Brody Lee, like, intro- um, bringing in 10 into the Dark Order and 10 saying, oh, how much Brody Lee meant to him. And that belt means a lot because it's the one Brody had and all this stuff. And it's just like, are, are they going to do what I think they're going to do? They're going to take the belt off Cody, off um, Darby here and put it on 10? No. I fought that going in, so they did yeah. their job well. Yeah, that that's exactly it. Uh, but yeah, Darby here retained still. Uh, not too much outside interference, just Sting sort of um, keeping the Dark Order members away from Darby and no real outside contact. No, not until after the match and we get Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky again. Yeah, which which is good. Um. I suppose, do you want to go through the uh, the parlay? Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the parlay? Because I loved it. So this would probably be, what, the first time since 97, 98, where it's been like the um, NWA war games. Yeah, 1998 was the last War Games. 1997 was the last proper War Games because the 98 one was... The freeway? Yeah, three teams of three, I think. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I like... um, Was it MJF saying that... Oh, no, it's um, Sean Spears saying there's going to be no damn coin flip, knocks a coin out of Tony Schiavone's hand. Yeah. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara saying that he'll start first. He doesn't care who it is, but he's going to want to face all five members. Yeah. So, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Everyone cut a good promo. Yeah, everyone. I think it was notable that the people that didn't get mic time was uh, Hager, Wardlow, and Tully. Um. And I thought that to be a little bit surprising because I, I think Hager has needed to cut a promo on this feud and he hasn't really said anything yet. Uh, probably for a good reason because he's not that strong on promos. But Wardlow had a sensational promo the prior week. So it would have been nice to hear from him again and maybe have Tully in there talking about like, you know, in a circle, I've done dozens upon dozens of these blood and guts matches. And there's a reason why I'm not a full-time wrestler anymore. You guys have no idea what you're getting into. Something like that, you know? It would have yeah. really solidified the gimmick. Like, having Tully there and not talking about the effects of this match was kind of a miss. But everyone else that cut a promo was so great. 
do you think they have Tully or Arn on commentary for this match? Because we have seen big matches before they do have the guest commentators coming out. Yeah, like, yeah, it would be a really good idea to have Arn or Tully or even, like, we, we now know that they're happy to bring him in, like a J.J. Dillon. Yeah. Yeah, like, they would be great to bring in. Um, oh, who else has done War Games matches? Let me think of the... Oh, no. May, maybe if they can bring in Magnum TA? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, if you could bring in someone a little, that isn't a heel to be an unbiased, like, representative of the effect of this match, that would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking morbidly. There's not many of the baby faces from the original War Games series left, unfortunately. I think it's only Magnum. Because oh. it was Magnum, Dusty, and the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah. Sad. Yeah. Um, now... This goes at least an hour, I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is all the second hour on TV. Yeah. Did you notice the prior week, they, on commentary, Shivani said, Blood and Guts will be a special one-match show. And then they sort of course-corrected that the next week, like this week that we're talking about. Yeah. So it seemed like at one point they were thinking about having the Blood and Guts match go for two hours or like, you know, half an hour of promos and hype up and then the match. Um, yeah. Which would, which I'm perfectly fine with. It makes the gimmick even more special that it takes up the entire episode. Yeah, I, but, I completely agree. But... If you're going to have two rings, I do need to see a couple of undercard matches. I want to see Phoenix wrestling, Ray Phoenix wrestling in a match where there's two rings so he can have double the amount of ropes to do crazy stuff off of. I think that could be fun. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, So, who do you think wins? Which... Uh, faction here. I uh, I think the Pinnacle has to win. This is the first official outing for the Pinnacle. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, I think the Pinnacle. And do you think this continues? Yeah, yeah. I think this takes out Jericho for a while. He comes back again, and then we get. By the end of the year, MJF versus Jericho again. Yeah, sounds good. Um, thumbs up, Dynamite. Really sold the uh, the point for uh, Blood and Guts next, next uh, week. I, I'm so excited for it, man. And I'm really annoyed because I'm going to be driving to Melbourne as Blood and Guts is happening. So... Hopefully the reception on the Hume Freeway is not too bad, so I can watch it on my phone. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, do you have time for SmackDown? I did this week. 
Ooh, boy. Uh, so results were a mixed six-man tag team matchup. Bianca Belair and the Street Profits defeat Bailey and the Dirty Dogs. Non-title tag team matchup. Natalia and Tamina defeating Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Intercontinental Championship match. Big E defeats Apollo Crews by DQ. So Apollo still retains the championship. And in the main event with Daniel Bryan's uh, SmackDown position on the line and the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, the champion, defeats Daniel Bryan by referee's decision after 27 minutes. All right, let's talk about this. Um, Before we get into the main event, there was the show-long theme of different wrestlers from both brands talking about this match that was going to happen in the main event. Bravo, really good touch, made the main event feel super important. By the time we got to the main event, I was so excited. Like, it did its job. It was perfect. Um, As far as everything else, um, I'm loving what they're doing with the Intercontinental title. As much as I'm iffy about Apollo Crews' gimmick, because one day he has an accent, the day before that he didn't. That's Annoying to me, but we can move past that. The main thing is they've put a lot of focus on that Intercontinental title, and that's what I love about wrestling is when the Intercontinental title is really important. Yeah, it, it it's good because it um, helps elevate the rest of the roster along with doing that. Yeah, exactly. Um Six-person tag match was fine. It was, it was necessary, I guess. Like, it made sense. They should have been called Ding Dogs Hello, <laughs> <laughs> or not. I don't know. Um, uh, like this show was almost perfect, except they keep subjecting us to Tamina versus Nia Jax in one form or, or another every week. <laughs> yeah, aren't you excited? Oh, man. I am so angry at everyone at WrestleMania that chanted for Tamina during that uh, that tag team turmoil match and that tag match the second night. Anyone that chanted Tamina's name during those matches, shame. Yeah, shame on you. Yeah, because now WWE thinks Tamina's over. Uh, we can get there on Raw if you like, but um, the main event carried this show. Um, thumbs up. Yeah, Roman Reigns got get some new music, some final boss style music. It was perfect. And then this match, like it's hard to describe. It was just pretty much near perfect. It was fantastic. I loved it. Like um, even even Eliza watched it with me because she loves Daniel Bryan. So she was like, Oh, this is actually really good. I was like, damn right it is. Yeah. 
It's the big dog. <laughs> uh, no. No, don't play that game where you drink every time Michael Cole says big dog. Yeah. Um, where do you think Brian ends up next? Because I'm guessing he's taking time off to spend with his wife and kids and then his contract's due in September. Where do I think he's going next? <clears throat> yeah. I think the answer is in the question. NXT. I think you do a straight swap, Bryant NXT, Ballad of SmackDown. Mm, yeah, I suppose if he's taking a month or two off, you could do that. If if Daniel Bryan's staying in the WWE, it is probably the one place where we could get the most interesting and fresh matchups out of Bryan. Volta, done, <laughs> done. Cameron yeah. Grimes, yeah. Adam Cole, like, oh, Bronson he had... Reed, mate. Tony Modra, put Tony Modra in. Yeah, uh, well, swap Daniel Bryan for Tony Modra. Tony Modra to SmackDown. <laughs> um. Oh man, there's so many options. Like Kyle O'Reilly versus Daniel Bryan. Yes, please. As long as Kyle O'Reilly doesn't act like a goof. Um, what do you mean? He's cool. Yeah, cool Kyle. Uh, no one has ever been cool named Kyle. <laughs> no offense uh, to any Kyle humans listening to us. <laughs> what about Broflosky? Exactly. No? Like, Kyle Brovlosky is a great character, but he's not cool. Stan's the cool one out of that. Actually, Kenny's the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. Um, yeah, thumbs up, SmackDown, pretty much solely on the main event. <laughs> um, yeah, same. Uh, retro SmackDown next week. <laughs> It's going to look the exact same. I'm saying it now. Yeah, they might put up the red, white, and blue ropes. That'll be it. It's yeah. still going to be in the Thunderdome with the same crowd, the same seating, the same it, commentary. It'd be good if they actually like put on the Thunderdome. No, nah, replace all the Thunderdome screens. With, with cardboard cutouts? No, nah, with like... Old analog TVs from the nineties. Oh, that'd be that'd be cool, but it'd be so much work. Yeah, I know. Uh, but like, if you're not gonna do that, like, uh, just put up videos of like fans from nineties shows. Like, I want to see like uh, super fan Vlad on there. Uh, sign guy, uh, straw hat guy, like some of the retro fans that we used to see back in the day, put them on the Thunderdome screens. Um, I want, I want Vince on commentary because they keep teasing it in the ads. Yeah, I don't think so. I know, but at least like, I don't know, like put a soundboard of Vince over the top of the intro or something. Maybe. Um, yeah, did you have time for Raw today, I guess? I sure did. So, did the same thing I do every week. 
seen the two announced matches overnight of Raw Tag Team Championship, AJ Styles and Omos defending against New Day Kofi and Xavier. And we get a second announced match this week where So Sport has the Women's Tag Team Championship, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, the champions, defend against Lana and Naomi. Um, I did not watch live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't blame you. Um, it was not a great edition of Raw. Yeah, so um, just going through the two matches here, Styles and Omos defeated New Day, and Nair and uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Lana and Naomi. Charlotte came back. Um, she beat Dana Brooke. Uh, post-match, she's cutting up a promo. Rhea comes out. Rhea's Hill in her promo, <laughs> complaining how it's unfair that Sonya Deville's adding Charlotte to WrestleMania backlash in a triple threat now against Asuka. Asuka comes down, attacks both ladies, and she's face, and she attacks them unprovoked, and then she sort of poses in the ring as Rhea and Charlotte are outside. Yep. What is going on with this women's division booking on Raw? Dude, it's just horrendous. Like, not only that, you got Charlotte, like, doing her best, like, Kevin Nash, I don't want anyone to go over me thing. Like, every time Rhea or Asuka's, like, cutting a promo on her, She's, like, completely no-selling it and doing mock crying and, like, laughing at him and stuff like that. It just... Oh, it's so toxic, man. It's just really bad. Yeah. Um, Charlotte is also horrible on the mic. I can't stand, like, watching her. She is an instant channel changer for me. She's great in the ring when she wants to be. When she wants to be, because there's definitely been times where she doesn't feel like taking a bump. Um, but, yeah, she's just so frustrating to watch. Because you know she can be real good, but sometimes she just can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, any other sort of standout uh, notes from Raw? We've sort of gone over the women's division there, the two tag matches they had. Anything else? Yeah, uh, leave the memories alone. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin have broken up as a tag team. Boo-hoo. At least that's good. I think it's good for Cedric, hopefully. Um, Humberto Carrillo gets attacked backstage, and then Sheamus has a match with Mansoor, who's signed with Raw. Uh, Sheamus wins by DQ after Humberto attacks Sheamus. So Mansoor's undefeated streak in the WWE is over. He never lost a match before that. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say, he's been having really good matches on main event and hasn't lost yet. And they just threw it away. Unannounced arrival because of a DQ from, was it Humberto Carrillo? Yeah, imagine if Goldberg's streak ended by a DQ, or like Undertaker's WrestleMania streak's over because 
someone attacked him in the middle of the match and Undertaker lost by debut. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Both so. those things sort of happened, but one was to end Goldberg's streak and one was to take review of the referee. Yeah. Um, what else happened on Raw? Okay. Huge news. Great, massive signing by the WWE. Returning to the WWE after five years, I think. Ooh. A women's wrestler. So get your thinking caps on. Hasn't been in WWE since 2016. Alex said this to me before we went on the air and before I went and watched um, Raw. Do you know yet? Yeah, I know. And I was thinking, 2016. Is it AJ Lee? Because <laughs> <laughs> of the way, because of the it, way I Alex think it was. Because of the way Alex told me, I'm going. That's about the right time period, and he hasn't said much yet. And he said it's a big women's signing, and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's not Becky because she was there. Still after that, <laughs> go on, tell him who it is. Eva Marie is coming back to the. WWE and is going to be on Raw. And just to show how up to date they are with their, uh, I guess, uh, respectfulness of the women's division, they immediately cut to commentary and no word of a lie, Corey Grave has pulled out a handkerchief and is wiping the drool from his face. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, it works for Eva Marie's gimmick. That's kind of a gimmick, is that she's an attractive lady. Um, and each to their own, I guess. But what an innovative idea for a gimmick, something we've never heard of before. You ever heard of an evolution? Ooh, what if a, a female wrestler replaced a part of that word and put her name in it? No, I'm not talking about the emolution. I'm talking about the evolution. Yeah, that's all I thought as soon as she said that. I'm like, oh, I wonder what Neil Dashwood's up to. <laughs> yeah, jobbing on impact. Um, I wouldn't say jobbing. No, no. I'd say it's Just... more Caleb who takes the pins. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, Neil's actually great. Um, I was just like... Oh, man, there's so many f- good, funny things they could do with this. She comes out to a Motorhead song. Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> like, I don't know, does Batista have a daughter? Like, let's just do a female evolution with Eva Marie as the Triple H. <laughs> okay, so you've got you've got, you got Charlotte. Eva Marie. You've got Charlotte. Um, Charlotte's like more experienced, so she would actually work in the Ric Flair role as an advisor to Eva Marie. So then who is your, I suppose, your blue chipper, your up-and-comer for that Randy Orton sort of role? Oh, your blue chipper. Oh, who's a good one? You can go to NXT or, I suppose, out or SmackDown or... um, UK oh. if you need to. 
I'm thinking two people, but I'm thinking I'm thinking it has to be American for some reason in my head. So I'm going to go with Gigi Dolan, the former Priscilla Kelly. Gigi Dolan? Yeah. Um, completely going to be not, but is she related to... J- oh, no, JJ's got a different last name. It's not Dolan. It's Dylan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, she should be GG Dylan. <laughs> um, so there's you got Priscilla Kelly. It's either Gigi. her, it's either yeah. her or Dakota Kai in the Randy Orton role. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you put Dakota yeah. Kai in. If you put Dakota in, do you put You put Raquel, Raquel as, Batista. as Batista? Okay. Yeah. Uh so we'll say we go Eva Marie. Charlotte Flair, Gigi Dillon, who is your Batista role? Who's your big powerhouse? In that situation, um, oh, oh man, it's a bit tougher without Raquel, because um, Raquel was pretty much locked in as my Batista. Um, Hang on, I'll bring up the. Uh... The old uh, roster for you if you're having trouble thinking. Steph Delander. <laughs> Again. Oh, actually, Indian Steph. Indy is the Randy Orton. Steph is the Batista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I think Indy would work in the Randy Orton role. Actually, no, because then Indy would have to turn babyface at some point after. She's celebrating a title win on top of Steph Delander's shoulders and Eva Marie gives her the thumbs down. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I am genuinely set on Eva Marie, Charlotte Flair, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of fun. That's a good... Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well. man, that's so good. Yeah, then you, and then eventually, like, yeah, after Dakota turns babyface and and quickly drops the title back to Eva Marie, <laughs> we then have uh, Raquel Gonzalez win the Royal Rumble after accidentally going over the top rope at the exact same time as, oh, who would be Lady John Cena that isn't Charlotte Flair? Um, Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Or Bailey. Uh, um, yeah, actually, Bailey's the better comparison there. <laughs> actually, no, because of the link together, Raquel and Rhea. Yeah, yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they both go over the rope at the exact same time. Stephanie McMahon comes out. Stephanie tears both of her quads. Um, oh, my God, we're going so off the rails, but I'm having fun with this. I'm on a roll. And um, and then eventually we have the big contract signing. Eva Marie's the champ. She's like, yeah, you go to SmackDown and or you go to the other brand and face Sasha Banks or whoever. And... Then we get the big turn and 
she grabs the SmackDown contract and throws it on the ground and hits a Raquelster bomb through a table. You forgot the best part. She does. She looks at it, and they're both going thumbs up. Old Charlotte and Eva. And then she turns to him, does the big thumbs down. Oh man! And what then the hell is this today? I don't know, but Evolution just got us on the craziest, craziest little sidetrack there. But I'm all about it. Evolution, make it happen. Yeah. Or. Or maybe Eva, maybe this is the opening of the Forbidden Door, and it's a new faction. It's not Evolution. It's Evolution. <laughs> Evil's coming to Raw. <laughs> to be fair, he probably still get booked with West interference on Raw and New Japan. Anyway, it's a return of Kai and Tai. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Poor Tucker. Yeah. Uh, if they were to bring back Kai and Tai in 2021, whose ding-dong would they cut off this year? Who's uh, the perfect person to have their ding-dong cut off? They'd probably cut off Bailey's door and say, ding-dong, goodbye. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking Seth Rollins because of those leaked pictures a few years back, but they'd have to have a small knife. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a scalpel. Anyway, um, what a Raw. week! <laughs> yeah, it was what it was. Uh, fun sideways. Yeah, they they keep beating the world title challenges before the pay per view. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, Bobby was beating down um, Braun, and then Drew comes out, stands on the rampway. Bobby goes to fist bump him, him uh, fist bump, but. He doesn't get it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I guess Drew's all about honor. Yep. Code um, yeah. So. Actually, speaking of honor, new Ring of Honor television champion, I just read. Ooh. Honor TV taping. Ooh, so uh, it hasn't aired yet. No, it just aired today. I'll be um, watching that later then. Okay. Well, I may have just spoiled something. Soz. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. If it's a good match, it won't matter. No, exactly. Um, do yeah. you want to talk, I suppose, a little bit about Dark Side of the Ring that starts this Thursday? Uh, is, that, is that when it's airing? Friday, I think. Okay, cool. I'll have a look. Um, because I downloaded the Vice app, and I can watch the first episode on there, but I can't hear it for some reason. You need SBS Vice Land. Okay. So you All need right. the SBS On Demand app. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the app I got is, like, the American app. Yeah, it'd be the American or the Canadian app, and it'd be, like, um, GeoBlock. Yeah, so that's why I can see it, but I can't hear it. It looks good. <laughs> well, I suppose if you've um had a quick looky loo, do you know um uh what is it? Do you know any of the uh guests, I guess, interviewed people, talking heads, that's the word for um 
for the first episode. Yeah, well, it's the Brian Pillman episode, and I already knew going into it, you're going to hear pretty much from everyone that's important in Brian Pillman's career and life. So you're going to hear from his kids, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and his daughter, I think. I'm not too sure if you're going to hear from his wife, Melanie, I believe her name was, from that episode of Raw. That They did the most tasteless thing ever and had a via satellite interview with her the day after he died. Um, and she could barely talk because obviously she was upset. Um, and they put her on live TV. That was still so tasteless. Uh, you get Steve Austin, JR, who was really close with Brian Pillman. Um, yeah, just pretty much everyone you expect to hear from, I think. Brian Pillman Jr.? Yeah, yeah, he's on there. I'm shocked. It looked like, you know, how they have the reenactment things and you can't really tell by the faces who's reenacting as the wrestler that is the subject. Yeah. I was shocked that they didn't have Brian Pillman Jr. be Brian Pillman in those scenes. Maybe it's an insurance thing. Maybe it would have, because from what I've seen, they do have a reenactment of Brian Pillman's like car crash and stuff like that. Maybe Brian Pillman Jr. wasn't comfortable reenacting some of his father's lowest moments i guess yeah that too um i can't see it on there but i know last year we got it within a week it was airing on uh, the app because we got the um uh because i remember i went back to watch season one thinking oh it hasn't been announced yet and we got them all pretty quick Um, yeah Yeah, I, I am very excited for this season. Like, morbidly excited, obviously, but there's so many great topics. I'm so excited for some of my friends in that watch wrestling to learn about the greatness and uh, controversiality of Nick Gage. Because a few of my friends that I'm in a group with, like, they don't really know anything about Nick Gage. They're about to learn. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think Thursday, May 6th, 9 p.m. Uh, it doesn't have it listed in the Australian Guide, so. Hmm. Maybe it'll be available on demand at that time. Who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because did it air on the TV last year or just on the app? It did air on TV because I remember Dad calling me and was like, oh, that's a documentary on Macho Man. Oh, I don't know what's happened, though. They must have filmed it like crap. I could barely see it. I was like, Dad, they're like artistic reenactments. No, but you could barely see his face. Yeah, I know. That's the point. (laughs) No, they filmed it like crap. (laughs) The boss man knows what he likes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I suppose um, speaking about Macho Man documentaries did you want to touch on the uh, HB is it HBO A A and E A and E so, series so I've been like it's not available in Australia yet so uh, so nefarious means uh, A and E has a new partnership with WWE 
which includes two shows, a biography series and a uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures series, which is about, like, trying to find long-lost ring-worn gear and, like, memorabilia and stuff, which has been a fun watch. I like Uh, to think of it as the porn stars slash American pickers of WWE. It kind of is. It kind of is. Like, the first episode is so ridiculously fake. Like, um, Mick Foley, like, travelling around America to try to find his original Mr. Socko Sock. Uh, Just so he can... And they do this scene at the end of the episode where he reenacts the debut of Mr. Socko in Vince McMahon's office with Vince. Like... Like, he walks in, like, as if Vince is in that hospital bed with the balloons and everything. I hear Vinny's got a sweet tooth. And he's like, I've got a special friend. Da, 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 da. It's Mr. Socko. Anyway, um, that's been a fun show. So if that ever gets released in Australia, watch it. It's good. You get to see some awesome historical memorabilia and stuff. It's pretty cool. But the other show that's been on has been A&E WWE's Biography series. First episode was on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Second episode was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Third episode was Macho Man. First two episodes. If you're a wrestling fan, it's fine. But you don't need to watch it because... It's just pretty much everything you already knew about these guys. It's happy, like, it's all just like a happy tone to it. It doesn't go too dark. It's not dark side of the ring. They do not touch on any of the controversies outside of the ring that Stone Cold had, such as domestic abuse multiple times and all that sort of stuff and his addictions and stuff like that they don't touch on that stuff with piper so i'm like okay this macho man thing's gonna be the exact same it's gonna be a happy-go-lucky thing it'll be a good mindless watch and i flick it on and it is a burial of macho man when they bring in his ex-girlfriend gorgeous george and her sister and just, like, talk about, yeah, Macho's dad and Macho used to go upstairs and Macho's dad used to shoot Macho full of steroids and then Macho would come down and he'd try to hit on my 17-year-old sister all the time and just all this sort of stuff that no one had ever heard before. And I'm not going to deny its validity because it sounds very well true. But, man, this just came out of nowhere. All this dark stuff. And (laughs) biography had been such a lighthearted thing so far. And the thing that annoyed me about it was, like, the whole overarching story of the Marjo Man biography was he's a guy that got lost in his own character too much and took it too far. But they, they never talked about the good stuff they never talked about how 
if it wasn't for Macho Man Randy Savage, WWE wouldn't have this relationship with the Make-A-Wish organization that WWE still uses to this day. Did like, they I, talk to um, Lanny Papo, the genius at all? Yeah, and they barely, like, had clips... Of, they had clips of him in there, but, like... Like, nothing of massive note. And then they have, like, Bubba the Love Sponge and Hulk Hogan just talking about how much Marjo Man was paranoid and had a conspiracy against them and shit like that. I've never heard of Bubba the Love Sponge saying anything about Marjo. Well, he used to go on his radio show, apparently, and just trash macho man because macho man released that album there was a whole 15 minute portion on the macho man be a man album okay but there was absolutely nothing about macho's title wins uh there was nothing focused on macho macho's awesome feuds with jake roberts or that was touched on uh, they barely mentioned the mega powers, but they mentioned like the Hogan Savage rivalry, but they barely even talked about their mania match. They didn't even talk about the Ultimate Warrior. Um, they didn't talk about Macho Man Randy Savage and his awesome feud with DDP. Like they didn't touch on that stuff. They just kept talking about like how crazy this dude was. And, like, if it's true, yeah, fair enough. But the dude's not here to defend himself. And you've advertised this as, like, the the legacy of Macho Man, and it's just been a total hit job. It, although there was a great moment on this where they did almost deliberately make Hulk Hogan look like a bloody idiot on this documentary. They, like, did it on purpose. Like, you could tell just by the editing. Hulk Hogan talking about WrestleMania 3, and he's like, yeah, it's it's not like Savage and Steamboat went out there and wanted to upstage the main event at WrestleMania 3. It's not like they were going out of their way to steal the show from us. Because they knew, like, they can't steal the show from... Hogan and Andre, and then they cut immediately to Ricky Steamboat saying, our entire goal for that match was to upstage Hogan and Andre. (laughs) So it immediately made everything Hulk Hogan say seem like bull crap. (laughs) So even though it's got the, um, the WWE branding on it, who's actually in charge of editing and producing this is this wwe or a i think it's a but the, they do have like vince on here they have like yeah pretty much anyone like they had eric bischoff on here they had sting and jake roberts on here fair <laughs> like enough that aren't even in the company still might have been filmed beforehand obviously. Like, Sting only showed up in AEW in November, so it could have been filmed before then. 
but Jake's been there for over a year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, um, yeah, I suppose the last thing do you want to touch on is Young Rock. Yeah, let's work the gimmick, brother. This, uh, the first episode aired this past week on uh, Fox 8, uh, aired again today, just after Raw. I found this a really good watch. I'm sure you'll notice a lot more historical uh, inaccuracies, like um, creative liberty in the show than I will. But for a first episode, I found this really fun. Oh, yeah, it's it's great fun. Yes, there's going to be a lot of historical inaccuracies. It's bound to happen. I think you'll find that the Wild Samoans and the Iron Sheik weren't in the WWF at the same time. Um, but it's fine. Like, I think you'll find that the Iron Sheik wasn't even in the WWF at 1982, which they're insinuating is what we're seeing the background of. Um, But that's fine. That's all good. Uh, Oh, yeah, Junkyard Dog definitely wasn't there. Um, But, yeah, whatever. Randy Savage is not there yet. Um, They do a 1987 thing later on, which is very accurate. But, man... It's so much fun. Um, I did pop hard the first time I saw this, and like you're first introduced to the Iron Sheik as this guy, like with two margaritas in his hands, like offering a margarita to like a small child. Yeah, that sounds like cheeky baby. Um, and like, yeah, the first time you see Andre is like, yeah, walking in with a slab of beer. Yeah, that makes sense. Ask us, Andre asks, like, who's ready for cards or something? And they all sit down at a table to play, like, poker or something. Yeah. Um, the look is weird, but how do you get someone to look like Andre the Giant, I guess? Like, the hair's pretty spot on. He seems, like, not thick enough around the torso, but, like, what are you going to do? Like, you're not going to tell someone to put a, put on 500 pounds. <laughs> so yeah. yeah but I thought it was fine um, Junkyard Dog spitting image man and the Wild Samoans too yeah I thought that was um really good casting as well do you, do you know where this was filmed this part in particular like this show in general oh yeah it's um was it movie world on the gold coast yeah yeah so if you want something if you want to film something and make it look like you're 20 years back in time you have to go to queensland (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there's a lot of australian casting on this i believe the lady playing the rocks mother uh grandmother and mother australian Um, well, the grandmother definitely is not sure about the mother, but we will see some Australian wrestlers going forward, making little cameos here and there, which will be good. Um, very excited to talk about that in the future. Yeah, I I know a few 
uh, Aussie wrestlers who are, well, a lot of the Queensland people who were on this show during uh, the lockdowns. Yeah, well, you might even spot some that I didn't know. So there's that too. Yeah. Um, because I'm mainly familiar with New South and Vixine. So, yeah. Because um, the two I know coming up is, yeah, from the New South Vic sort of well, area. Do you want to give a little uh, hint to what uh, wrestlers they're portraying? So one is playing like random indie wrestler at a fish market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wrestling uh, past his prime, Rocky Johnson. And then another is playing, woo, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this um turns out. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, when Ric Flair comes on screen, I need you to pause it so you can properly see, because they don't really show his face too much, but you'll figure it out. Okay, I'll do my best. So I suppose, with that being said, uh, enjoy Blood and Guts, uh, but no rap next week. Uh, Alex is away, then I'm away. (laughs) So, uh, Where are you going? Going away. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Where are you going? I'm going to Melbourne. (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm not going to Melbourne, but I'm going away. Yeah. The worst part is, I'm going to Melbourne on an MCW show weekend and I'm not even allowed to go. <sighs> oh, maybe if you get, get some extra boyfriend points, you'll be allowed to go. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm going to go see Eliza's brother for his birthday and his birthday party is on that Saturday night. So, no Brooksy versus Eagles for me. Boo. Yes, boo, Brooksy. <laughs> Brooksy, Brooksy. I was saying Brooksy. You beat me to it. I was just go on, say it again. I was saying Brooks. <laughs> ah, well, yeah. So, where can the good humans find you? Find me at Fruity is Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Search us up on Facebook, WrestlingOzStyle, and you can find Chris at... at I'm Chris Funder. As well, you can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Rap, Wednesday on YouTube, and using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
Evolution is a mystery. Yeah. Oh, the change that no one sees. Eventually, we're going to end up getting Blue Cal Gonzalez. terrible when they do their big reunion oh man now i've got to think of a lady shield for them to feud feud with (laughs) uh okay goodbye bye